Don't 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 jump the shark now. I mean, jump the gun, jump the shark is a whole different thing. Well, whatever. I don't know. Jump the shark, jump, jump the gun, <laughs> jump off of a bridge. I don't care. Welcome to Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to weddings. And is it cheaper to have a destination wedding or a big fat wedding in a hole? It's in my experience, it's got to be cheaper to do it local because you have all the expenses of a flight and accommodations and the wedding itself. And then Ooh. the people are going to be there. You got to keep them entertained. I, I would, I would never even imagine doing a destination wedding. So a destination wedding for us, just to go over real quick, would be everybody pays their own way. It's all inclusive. Okay. So there's all alcohol, uh, one day for the ceremony, and a thousand other days to drink alcoholic beverages of all varieties. I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway. We're not here to talk about weddings yet. We're here to talk about, <laughs> and properly named, the horror show at Extreme Rules. <laughs> Just wrapped up maybe an hour ago. Uh, for Thrill and I needed to... Munch. Munch after excreting our bowels <laughs> watching this garbage. <laughs> Thrill? Yes, sir. They are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples the Apples. It's Grapples the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud? You got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts. You got iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As usual, I am one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very doit. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, Shades. Joined by my hetero life mate. Tell him who you is. Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why I be his baby. That's who I is. Thrill, as we stated earlier, we're going over our recap and review of the horror show at Extreme Rules. We got the Suburban Boys and their ratings for this match. <laughs> A match, this card, excuse me. Eight matches, including one pre-show. Can't get into any of it unless we ring the bell. So the pre-show had one match was Kevin Owens versus Murphy. Uh, now, to be honest, I didn't know this was a thing, so I can't comment on it because I missed it entirely. Um, I actually did get to watch this. Um, it was a decent match. Um. Nothing like you've seen them wrestle on Raw countless times, so it's basically yeah, it's a rinse and repeat thing. I didn't really get the stip like the stipulation for the match. If if Kevin Owens wins, Murphy can't be at ringside for Rey Mysterio's uh, and and Seth Rollins match, but it wasn't real a real stipulation. I was I, I didn't get what they were doing with it, but mm-hmm. you give them nine minutes, they did their job to to start. Kick off the show, you know, no pun intended. Um, Kevin, Kevin Owens wins. Kevin Owens on the pre-show. I, that's what I said to myself when I was watching it. I was like, "Hmm, 
Kevin Owens is on the pre-show. That sucks. Well, at least he's on the show. Yeah, I guess. Or at least he's on the show. Um, but they did they did their job. They they kicked the the kicked off the the pay per view properly, um, with a decent match. Again, they didn't give him much time about nine minutes, but Kevin Owens goes over with the stunner, and his feud with Seth Rollins continues through his disciples. Yeah. The regular show. The regular show show. Main show. You want to kick that off, my guy? I did the pre-show. Well, but you said you okay, you said you didn't watch it, so that's why I thought I was yeah, okay. But I, but I didn't okay, okay, okay. You know what? I actually don't mind doing this one. Because my prediction was correct. A tables match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the defending champions, the New Day, New Day. of Big E and Kofi Kingston taking on the hodgepodge team of Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. You're an immigrant. He's an immigrant. <laughs> Be an immigrant tag team. And they were talking two weeks, the New Day. Uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke has the New Day's number and so on and so yeah. forth. And they put him through a table and blah, blah, blah. And uh, prior to, I think on the kickoff, the New Day was talking with Devon Dudley about tables and and Biggie's making, you know, sexual innuendos about once you go through the wood, the wood goes through you or something <laughs> like that. And I'm just like... I'm like, oh, God. That was like corny. Whatever. But I believe Kofi made the, the comment, which is like, one half of the legendary Dudley boys, the smarter one, Devon Dudley. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, oh. yeah. And I'm just like, hmm, Bully Ray has a, a great wrestling IQ. So shots fired. Yeah, I don't work with the company no more. So shot, sh- shots fired, possibly. Pew 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 pew. So Shinsuke and Cesaro, these are good guys. They can go. Big E and Kofi, another two guys that can go. But again, it, it's essentially it was just very a run match. of the mill. You know, yeah, we've seen this a million like, times. Yeah, we've seen this over and over again. We've seen them uh, in all different stipulations. I, and I don't like a table match because sometimes you feel you know when the finish the is coming. coming. Yeah. yeah. And for me, this match, I saw where the spot was coming and, and it happened. I was all right, cool, whatever, you know. Uh, they double powerbomb uh, Kofi through uh, stack tables. T- tables. Yeah. And become tag team champions and I was like you know what I can go losing every match after this but I'm happy that I got this one right yeah I mean excuse me it was a it was a good match I mean but you know obviously it was a good match you know when you got these four guys of course it's gonna be a good match but it was nothing special it was kind of just we're here these are tables we're done new champs yeah 
Now, the following match was where we had the beginnings of some potential intrigue, where we have Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship versus Nikki Cross. Bailey, of course, accompanied by Sasha. Nikki Cross accompanied by Alexa Bliss. Now, for those of you who didn't listen to this week's weekly podcast, shame on you. But um, Shades brought out an interesting booking idea. Had Bailey lost and then Sasha won, you could have really started to plant the seeds of them breaking up by feeding by you know feeding into Bailey's jealousy over Sasha winning and her losing, and really showing that she's a two face. So that I thought would have been an awesome way to start sprinkling the seeds of dissent between Bailey and, and Sasha, but. WWE doesn't like doing good things because they don't like nice things. But but so your, instead, your your plan also was was pretty good. Also, it was like have Sasha beat Asuka and then they monopolize the women's division. You know, you got to you want right. an opportunity. You got to go through Bailey and Sasha. You know. Yeah, yeah, right. No, for sure. I mean, that's one hundred percent what I wanted. But after you came up with your booking idea, I was like, I want that one. Do that. Yeah, one. make that one happen. Do that one. Um. But whatever, like, I mean, it was a decent enough match between Bailey and Nikki Cross. They've had enough matches recently that they really, like, they know each other. They're not going to, like, flub things up. It's going to be fine, um, which it was. And we got all the, the standard things out of it. We got Nikki Cross losing her mind, her doing stuff like, you know, scurrying under the table and popping out on the other side. I mean, the ring. We had Sasha. What did I say? The table. Same thing. <laughs> it's, all um, it's all wood. It's all wood. It's all wood. We had, you know, Sasha trying to interfere, Alexa Bliss trying to interfere to get Sasha out of it. it you know, shenanigans. And, like, you know, what you expect out of this match is what you're going to get out of this match. Now, for me, this match felt a lot longer than I'm looking at the time for it. So I, really? I felt like this, yeah, it felt this match felt like it was dry. I think the match started when I was home, and then I started driving while my phone, you know, was still playing the pay per view, and I felt like I was driving for twenty minutes, and the match was still going on. And I look at it, it's like, oh, it's only twelve. Hmm, I may have gone through like a time loop or something because I felt like that match was going on. The finish was uh, well before I get to the finish. Can we just agree? Bailey's finisher sucks. <laughs> she puts her opponent's arm in between her legs. Her legs, yeah. And just drives her, her down. Yeah. What? Why? They've been you can tell that they've been trying to find a new finish for her. Because as a face, she was doing the belly to belly and the elbow drop, which can't really do anymore if you're going to be a heel. And although she did bust out the belly to belly here and, you know, um, Nikki Cross kicked out. But I think everyone is not sold on her new finisher, which is why more times that are not, if you notice, a lot of her matches finish with a roll up, uh, using the tights, using the ropes. Uh, something like nefarious stuff like that. Like I think I've only seen her finish 10 times and she's been the champion for like over a year. Yeah. Well, this reign is like 298 days or something like that. Jeez. 
But you know, but like I can't even complain about it because she's doing what she's supposed to be doing with it. You know, uh, she's healing it up, and it. But the thing is, it doesn't make me hate her. It makes me hate her reign because, for me, her reign is so boring. Problem is, who else in SmackDown is going to take that off of her? Nobody. That's Sasha, Sasha Banks is supposed to, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, look at what they did with the rest of the SmackDown roster two weeks ago with that karaoke nonsense. I'm supposed to take Naomi, um, Lacey Dana, Evans, Lacey Evans, or who else is the fourth? Or Carmella? I'm supposed to take any of these women seriously? After and watching them do a, a, a karaoke battle, it was like, what? I, I saw a post on one of the wrestling pages we were on, and they said that AEW, Impact, New Japan are all progressing in terms of wrestling. And it feels like WWE is regressing. Mm-hmm. And to a point, it's true, you know, they're not doing anything innovative. And when they try to do something innovative, excuse me, innovative, like tonight with an eye for an eye match, it just comes off as hokey, you know, and we'll get to that. I mean, I'll say this much for WWE and, and how they're trying to what they're trying to do right now is. They've been at least somewhat successful with their cinematic stuff. Whether it feels like an acid trip or it's a legitimate entertainment, uh, entertaining piece like the Boneyard match, um, they've all been something worth watching at least. You know, at the end of the day, with their cinematic matches, whether it's the Firefly Funhouse match or the Swamp Fight or the Boneyard match, or there's one more I'm missing, but. With all these matches, at the end of the day, we've all, whether it's in our own private group or in the Facebook groups that we're all part of, people are saying, you at least got to watch it. Like, watch it to watch it, if you, if nothing else. And that's kind of what you want if you're WWE. You want people to watch it for the sake of watching it, if nothing else. Yeah. That's um, one thing I can commend them on. Yeah, I mean, Big Sexy asked, asked us, he's like, hey, just got home. Should I watch it? And you're like, hey, just watch the SmackDown tag team match and then watch the Swamp match for the sake of watching the Swamp match. Yeah. Which wasn't really taking place in a swamp. There was most of the, I, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. Uh, hey, why don't you talk about the next quote unquote match? So, golly, uh, MVP taking on Apollo Crews for the United States Championship and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, <laughs> under God, why did this happen? <laughs> MVP, uh, actually, um, was was it uh, Tom Phillips? Yeah. Tom Phillips is like Apollo Cruz is supposed to have his match tonight, but because of an injury sustained uh, several weeks ago by uh, Bobby Lashley, um, like he he loses the match, but he doesn't lose the championship. So MVP comes out and saying, "Oh, since Apollo can't make it and he forfeits, I'm the you know you're the new United States champion. 
goes out of the ring to grab the belt, and then he grabs like the silk cloth that's with the belt and just like yanks it. And I'm just like, ooh, a little aggressive, my friend. Take it easy with their uh, discount like pharmacy WWE championship. He proclaims himself to be the United States champion and proceeds to leave the ring with the belt around his waist. It's like, okay. So, what what now? Are we going to get another, you know, four weeks of MVP saying that he's the United States champion and Apollo's like, no. I'm the I'm the United States champion. No, it's it's gonna be oh, because SummerSlam is is the twenty oh oh SummerSlam is the twenty third. Holler my birthday, but um, what are we gonna get? We're gonna get these two face off two weeks from now. I want to know what's the real reason that Apollo actually didn't get onto TV, what elevated temperature or some COVID. That's what I want to know. Like, I want to know the real reason. I don't want the kayfabe reason. Because also, like, I know it's WWE and all, but the kayfabe reason doesn't make any sense. We've had a Rey Mysterio wrestling with one eye for a month. But Apollo Crews has some sort of injury that he sustained three weeks ago that makes him ineligible to compete tonight doesn't make any sense yeah wwe land it does yeah but like i don't know i just i just i wish they would at least maintain like their own rules you know that's the stuff that bothers me like if like, AEW does one thing, but WWE does something else? Fine, whatever. But, like, stay consistent within your own company. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's, it's upsetting to to watch because... You're going to kill Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews, his right now, his ascendancy is so fragile. Mm-hmm. They've, they've had him... First of all, they called him up way too soon. Let's Let's just put that there. So they called him up way too soon a few years ago when they called him up. He's been doing nothing until now. They finally got him doing something. They put the U.S. championship on him. Like, you have to play this right or you run the risk of ruining Apollo essentially forever. Because he's already, like, this is a slow, difficult build to get him to a place where he's a believable mid-card guy. Yeah, a believable mid-card guy that fans are going to get behind. And if you if you mess this up, you're you're gonna like you can't flub this. And this whole MVP thing right now, especially with this weird forfeit, and now there's two belts and there's two champions with two different designs. Like, hmm, interesting. A, we've seen this before, and B, I'm pretty sure Impact is currently doing this exact same thing right now, where Moose is the TNA world champion and self-proclaimed TNA world champion. Right, exactly. He's a self-proclaimed TNA champion, and this weekend on Slammiversary, they crowned the Impact World Champion. So, there's two champions with two different designs running around calling themselves the top guy. So now WWE is doing that with a US title. It doesn't make it's just dumb. 
Like, how is this? How does this help Apollo? Oh. And how does the fourth bit help Apollo? Yeah, um, it doesn't. And doing the, I'm I'm the champion now. You're double dipping because they do that later on in the show, which was pretty frustrating. But before I was, was going to get to that too, because apparently there are no real officials in WWE tonight. Well, well let's, was... let's 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 save it. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting there. frustrated. Don't 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 jump the shark now. I mean, jump the gun, jump the shark is a whole different thing. Well, whatever. I don't know. Jump the shark, jump, jump the gun, jump off of a bridge. I don't care. <laughs> so the next match is something I actually really didn't care about. Hey, this uh, is mine. What, is it really? Oh, yeah. Consistency. Yeah. What did we just say? Consistency. Oh, we're the most inconsistent, consistent podcast. I mean, it, that's not true. I don't know what is. So the next card, on the, not the next card, the next match on the card was the match I was least looking forward to. This match should have been forfeited instead of MVP and Apollo Crews, and I would have been happy about this. It was Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio in an eye-for-an-eye match, where the match can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye of their opponent. Before we get into this... The double Z, the double E, Matty Bizzle, sends a, a message to the group chat. Some guy on Twitter, David Harrow, don't know who he mm-hmm. is, but he goes, Rollins has pliers. I would have used an I scream scooper. <laughs> that's great. Absolute gold. That's amazing. He spelled I as in, you know, the I. Scream Scooper. That is pure That's gold. Great. That's great. And that was retweeted by Hurricane Helms. <laughs> that was great. That that tweet was better than the match. Absolutely. <laughs> so the match is, first of all, it essentially is just a hardcore match. Where no, like an extreme rules match. Uh, I'm, so- I'm sorry. It's essentially an extreme rules match where they're just hitting each other with chairs and kendo sticks and blah, blah, blah. With every so often, they go after the eye. Now, here's the part. Well, here, not the part, but here's one of the parts that's annoying to me and makes no sense. The rule is to extract an eye from your opponent, correct? Yes. Right? Okay. How does jamming an item into the eye cause an extraction? Well, <coughs> what they're trying to do is the old, you know, pitchfork method. You know, they jam it in, they pull it out, you get an eyeball. I was like, like, and at no point did I, other than like the eye gouges. At no point did I see any sort of like pulling motion or a yank or a scoop even or a dig. No, they're trying to push the oh, chair, the foot what? of the chair. A dig? What? You say a dig? Yeah, yeah, yeah like digging, like a oh, digging motion. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, like they're taking the foot of the chair, they're taking the butt end of the kendo stick, and they're pushing it into their. That doesn't get it out. You're pushing it in. In is not out. Extract. Extract. If anything, you're going to rupture the eye. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. I was like, what? Do, do y'all not know how the body works and physics and, and all this stuff? I just. 
you're gonna if you're gonna have a ridiculously dumb match stipulation, can you at least make sure your wrestlers know how to complete that? Yeah. It's like if you have it's like it's like you're you're okay, you're gonna have a first blood match and instead you just cover them in bandages. Like what? That's you're doing I mean, the they, opposite. They, they, they did something like that where it was Stone Cold versus Kane, and like how is he gonna make Kane bleed? So that there was intrigue. With the mask for that. Yeah, yeah, with the mask. There, there was intrigue with that. This was no intrigue. This was like, hmm, how are they going to incorporate a hokey fake eye into this situation? So dumb. So dumb. I I, I didn't get it. The match itself wasn't bad with you know in terms of like the wrestling or lack thereof. It was just them beating the hell out of each other. But yeah, yeah, there were some decent spots like Rey Mysterio doing the um sunset the flip outside. Flip yeah. yeah, exactly. The sunset flip power bomb. Like, okay. What's the sunset but, flip bomb? He just launches him into the barricade. Um, yeah. Like th- there were there were some decent spots, but you know, once you get to the conclusion of the match, that's when it's going to get little, a little dumb. silly, 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 silly. And I want to say so, dumb. Oh, I'll say it. It's dumb, real dumb. What? Well, so let, let's. So as we get towards the finish now, they're in the outside of the ring, and. For the last few weeks, Rami Stadio has been working with a, a like a designed eye patch that fits the design of his mask, covering his right eye. So he takes the eye patch off of his mask, and he's like, "Look at me, Seth! Look at me!" And I'm just like, "What? You never like, like what is that supposed to do? Is his eyes gonna fall out out of sympathy? Like, what are you doing, bro? You just put a contact in there. Stop so, it." Right, so then, so they go back to the whole ring steps because that's how he injured Ray's eye the first time, and so that's a, to me this is just dumb, but whatever. So they go back to the ring steps, and finally Seth gets Ray's eye to get jammed into the ring step, oh, the same oh, oh, right oh, oh, eye. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta hold on a second. Ray's digging Seth's eye into the corner of the steps, yeah, and Seth. Hits him below the belt. Low blows yeah. him. And then del- then delivers a stomp. And drags Rey Mysterio. And great acting by Rey Mysterio. He's pleading with Seth. Very true. No, please, Seth. Please stop. Please stop. And I'm just like, no means no, Seth. What's wrong <laughs> with you? And you know, uh, okay, I do want to I do want to mention that there was <sighs> Ray tried to do some character work for about a second. Um, when it first looked like he was going to be able to beat Seth, at some point he's outside the ring, and he kind of puts his hands on his waist, and he looks at Seth like, I, it almost looked like he was trying to like give up, like he didn't want to go through with this, which I found interesting because they kept kind of playing off that in the announce table, like this is something serious, taking out someone's eye, blah, 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 blah. You just have to look past the fact that you're maiming somebody and just do what you have to do. And so for a second, it looked like Ray was having a conflict of like, do I really want to do this to a man? Which I think is smart work for a baby face to do. I was like, Oh, interesting. Ray's doing some acting. Awesome. And then that ties into like, you know, when uh, Seth is setting him up for that final spot and he's pleading and crying, like, please, Seth, don't do this. Please, Seth, don't do this. Especially as a man who just previously 
maybe five minutes before the match was considering whether or not he wanted to go through with this. Yeah. So then while Seth is digging into Ray's eye on the steps, uh, he stops and like Ray kind of like turns over holding his face and Seth goes over to like, I guess, continue the assault and then notices that his eye is no longer inside the socket. I mean, he notices that Ray's holding a plastic rubber or a rubber eye in his hand. No, it's his his real eyeball. Get it out of here. So Seth Rollins wins, but he doesn't look like the winner after. He looks sick, and it's just like he starts, all right. Oh my god! He's dry heaving. And I was like, oh he's just throwing up little chunks of like. I was like, that's that's not even that's gross. Yeah, I that's was like this. I was like, this really is the horror show. Like, yeah, it was uh, not pleasant. It wasn't pleasant at all. And prior to, I, th- I think it was either during the next match or uh, the penultimate match where they gave us an update on Rey Mysterio. They were like, how mm-hmm. uh, the ligaments to the eye are still there. Um, he may have use of his eye if if the doctor can can you know fix him. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I was like, man, the, the man's eyeball is out of his head. Ain't no fixing that. Yeah, this that interview took place right before the WWE Championship match, and um, I mean, they saved Vader's eye. Darth Vader. Vader, Vader, Vader bomb. Oh, big man, big man, Vader. You know his eye came out in the middle of a match, legit. Yeah, but I mean, Rey Mysterio. I don't. Well, it's too hokey. I'm not going to continue with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's move on to the Raw Women's Championship match. Defending champion Asuka with Kyrie Sane by her side, taking on Sasha Banks. With Billy Dose Straps. Now, I thought this was the best wrestled match of the night. Absolutely. Um, These two have tremendous chemistry. They obviously are two fantastic workers. And Sasha's been working her butt off the last few times that she's had singles matches. Like, I forget how good Sasha can be. And then between her match with Io... And then this match tonight, I was like, yo, Sasha, she's really freaking good. Yeah. Uh, They have tremendous chemistry. This is probably the two best workers on the main roster right now. Mm -hmm. And this match showed it until we got to the finish. Well, before we get to the finish, I want to like touch on some things in the match. So, what I liked was Sasha's decided to take on in this match, particularly a more British style of wrestling where she's doing a lot of isolations, um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of manipulations. She's like cranking Oscar's fingers. She's cranking her shoulders and like a double and like a ring of Saturn kind of thing. Almost. She's like, you know, doing all kinds of these, again, British style joint manipulation submission style wrestling and it's like man that's like that's so refreshing to see it's always refreshing for me to see a wrestler bringing in more stuff into their game 
you know, Sasha's been doing this for a while. She's been at the top of the division for a while. She's easily one of the top faces in the women's division for WWE in general. And yet she's still taking it upon herself to mix things up again, to mix things up around when facing an opponent, an opponent like Asuka, who can allow you to do certain things just because it's like when you have two wrestlers who are so good, you can kind of have faith in to try new things because you can kind of, you know, believe that they'll be there to, you know, help you out if you need it. Yeah. And it showed uh, every yeah. every hit, every bump, every every uh, joint manipulation, every uh, submission attempt. It was this match was crisp and you don't yeah. really get yeah. that mm-hmm. with a WWE women's match. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's clunky or botchy, and it was so refreshing to see a well put together. Now, all the 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 guff I give Sasha Banks, she can go. Yeah, she and to continue to elevate her game and to incorporate different styles. How can you not be one of the top five women wrestlers in the world right now? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it wasn't like that's all she was doing. She also did her standard Sasha stuff. They went strong style for a minute. Um, they were they, they started exchanging German suplexes. When was the last time you saw Sasha Banks hit a German suplex on anybody? You know, and, it's, and her and Oscar are exchanging them in the middle of the match. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Sasha definitely lost the German suplex battle because she was getting oh, yeah. tossed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but it it's was... still nice to see, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can see the respect that they have for one another. When I mentioned this in the group chat while we were like in our private group chat, uh, there's a spot in the corner that turns into like a head scissors into like some other thing and ends up with like Asuka hitting a code breaker from the top rope, basically. And so they're doing a double down, and you can see Sasha like rubbing Asuka's shoulder with her thumb. And Asuka scratching Sasha's head like mm-hmm. a sign of you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, great. And it's like I love seeing the little things like that in matches like this where you have two competitors who truly respect each other and know that they're giving each other their all. And they're checking in on each other during the match. And they're just, ugh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, to the end of the match, I-, I think you were more upset about – at least I'd like to think that you were more upset about the finish. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it so much. Well, first, let's do with our distraction, right? Bailey tries to bring the belts into the ring. Sasha or Sasha tries to hit Asuka with the belt. The ref is like, give me the belt. She's like, I'm not going to use it. He's like, give me the belt. She's like, I'm not going to use it. He takes the belt from her. Asuka is going to spit the green mist into... Sasha's face and hits the ref. Now, in a pandemic that like that we're in now, and the exchanging of <laughs> bodily fluids, not smart. Yeah, to have a person spit in the face of another person, poor choice. I agree. But while the ref is in pain from the green mist in his eyes, after Asuka tries to put the uh, Sasha in the Asuka lock, Bailey hits her in the back of the head with the belt. 
she drops. Sasha pins her. Bailey takes the ref's shirt off, wears it herself, counts the one, two, three, and declares Sasha Banks the winner. But Bailey is not an official. Therefore, that's why the bell wasn't rung. But they took the Raw Women's Championship anyway. Well, they they eventually do ring the bell because she scares the timekeeper into doing it. Yeah, but it's still a a false count. There's no No, no, championship. So what they did was they took the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka uh, looks distraught. And She's now, yelling, that's mine, that's mine, which is great. Now, Sasha and Bailey have every main roster women's championship. So even though Sasha technically didn't win, uh, the boss and Karen connection uh, oh, no. leaves extreme rules holding all the championships, literally all the gold. So Monday Night Raw with this angle should be interesting. Interesting, at least. At le- yeah, to say the least, it should be interesting. They're gonna if flub it. Else, this segment should be interesting. But, oh yeah, oh they're gonna they're gonna screw the pooch hard. They're gonna flub it up, but at least we get a twenty four hour window of intrigue before they do. You know? Yeah, and I just hate that it was such a good match, and to mar it with this ups- like. You're going to do the overbooking stuff, fine, I guess. But to do this whole false count where Danilo is now a victim, going to be hashtag speaking out because of Bailey. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, You're you an really idiot. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who's Danilo? And it's like the freaking ref. ref. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, Bailey undressed him without his consent. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I just, I hate that they ruined this match with this dumb ending. Yeah. But the stupidity does not end there. Um, so we have the final match that was going to be held from the Performance Center, but not the final match of the night. We have Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship versus Dolph Ziggler, in which Dolph Ziggler gets to select the stipulation. And so, after both combatants are introduced, Dolph goes, okay, now that we're ready, now that we're all here, you're an idiot, I'm smarter than you, these are the stipulations. (coughs) It is an extreme rules match, only for me. And... If you get disqualified or try to get yourself counted out, I still win the championship. You don't retain. So essentially, no champion's advantage and no DQ only for Zolf Ziggler. Drew McIntyre's got to play by the book. So so basically, Dolph has the extreme rules on his side and Drew's wrestling in a regular single sanctioned match. With the no champion's advantage. Yeah. The concept of it was like, hmm, a little interesting, but it could have been if they were willing to really have Drew go through the ringer, this could have been interesting. 
Mm-hmm. You could have had Dolph do everything under the sun to cheat to win and beat the unholy hell out of Drew with whatever weapons you can find, you know, have interfered, whatever. You got like Drew's got to go through it mm-hmm. and then find some way to pull it out. Not convincingly, like he's got to be able to just like out of nowhere win the match. Yeah, that could have been something interesting, you know. Yeah, but the, the execution. Like, yeah, we got a Horrible. few weapon spots, and we got a low blow, and Drew almost get. Oh, it's a nine count. Like, yeah. Okay. For, for me, I'm just like Dolph. You can't get counted out. Drew can. Yeah. You guys are scrapping on the outside. Scrap until you get to the 10th count, man. What are you doing? Win the belt like that. Who cares? That too. That too. But they didn't do that. Like when they're on the outside, Dolph would like beat up on Drew a little bit and then try to get a weapon and then Drew makes his way back into the ring. And I'm just like <sighs> a stipulation that was not used very often. Mm-hmm. Something that could have been, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say special, but something that they could have played around with. They they played a way too safe. And this was the only Extreme Rules match on the card, and it was a half Extreme Rules match. Yep. Everything else was tables. Oh, was a tables match, and then everything else was regular. Uh, pin, pinfall match, uh, but that, yeah, 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 okay. But everything else was a regular sanctioned three count match. It's just like, okay, yeah. non hardcore match. It's like, okay, so what the hell's the point of naming your stupid pay per view Extreme Rules? Well, that's why it's the horror show at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I was it. <sighs> I didn't care for this match. I didn't care for this match. Was it Dolph hit the Famouser, the zigzag, then he's going in mm-hmm. for the super kick, mm-hmm. and hit, gets hit with the claymore. One, two, three. Drew retains. It was kind of like, oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Now let's let's go to the main oh, event. I guess and, like that's. Can a, we talk about? Hold on. It was Famouser zigzag. And a rock bottom. Oh, a rock bottom on the on the chair. Yes, how yeah. did I forget that? I was like, "What is Ziggler pulling out a rock bottom? Like, what? It doesn't even make any sense. He has well, zero does. connection to the rock." Uh, well, technically, it was a throwback to their. In, it was an, I think it was an Instagram post where Dolph superimposed the WWE Championship onto him, and the Rock was like, "Man, that looks good." And Drew was like, "Delete this now." Like that's the oh, only thing. Oh, that's ah, come on. Yeah, that's that's what that was. That's like when you used to complain about um, AEW using being the elite. I never complained about of, that. Yes, you did. You said that it shouldn't be mandatory viewing for AEW's Dynamite shows, and it's not. Well, not anymore. The first few weeks, they used to use, oh, well, I'm being the elite. I'm being the and They'd be stuff like, I don't get it. And Matt and I would be like, oh, yeah, that was on BTE. And you're like, oh, well, that's dumb. I don't watch it. Yeah. 
I mean, so they didn't mention here. this. They didn't mention anything about the rock in the the, the Instagram post. So no, yeah, I know that left in the dark about like, exactly. That's why it doesn't make sense to you because you don't also don't right. have Instagram. Exactly. So that's why that's what that's what that's the comparison that I'm making is that someone who doesn't have Instagram like myself, I'm just like, where does this rock bottom come in and all this? It just it feels like a random move to pull out. But with the context, I get it. Yeah. It's dumb. Speaking of dumb. They should just call this the dumb show at extremely dumb rules. Clever. Thanks. I'm here all week. (laughs) So we close out the show with the swamp fight between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Uh, the The match starts off with Braun driving to the swamp in his pick-em-up truck. Bray sitting there in the rocking chair. And, again, I was driving the whole time, so I didn't get to really... I I got in, like, bits and pieces. But I don't know how they got from Braun and Bray staring at each other. The lights go out, that I remember. Oh, and then he gets attacked by... um, Mm-hmm. Fake Luke Harper and and Rowan, right? Like they mm-hmm. have just like masks on their heads or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then like they, they jump him, and then Braun is chained up inside of mm-hmm. of the Wyatt House that was supposed mm-hmm. to burn down but didn't burn. Down. I don't know what the hell was going on with this. Um, and then they were just monologuing. And the, yeah, and then. Fast forward a little bit later, there's a, a fight by a bonfire, and again, so, Braun with like some jobber, and the jobber like, gets set on fire. I was like, is that Dominic Dijakovic getting lit on fire? What's going on over I here? Thought at, at first, first glance, I was like, is that Christian? And then I was like, nope, that is not Christian. Who is that jobber? Yeah, but it's definitely just some stunt guy that they hired. Yeah, I was like, hey, you guys have a stunt guy who's willing to get on fire, and they're like, hey, someone called Jim. Jim, hey Jim, you know that's that's definitely what that was. That was Jim from the stunt company. So they they like Braun, like he got lit on, like that guy got lit on fire by Braun Strowman because he kicked him. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he kicked he him laying, on like, fire, f- laying four feet away from the flame. He all all of a sudden sits like lit like the blaze. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then, um, what I thought, and I got happy for a second, and then just like poop the bed on this one um i thought they were gonna have sister abigail come out okay i'm so glad you brought this up because the sister abigail section was my favorite part and then also my least favorite part yeah because it was like oh we're about to get like sister abigail not bray yeah. white in drag and then it's alexa bliss and i'm just like yeah. why and it's like they were they had like this thing a couple years ago and i'm just like <laughs> You're revisiting this now, yeah. Like not, not really. Kind of- and I, I hated that because it's like we get teased with the idea of finally having a sister Abigail character on screen, and when they sh- when they got like almost to a close up of the veil. So first of all, when I heard the voice, I was like, "That sounds like Alexa Bliss," but I hope it's not. And then they did a close up with the veil on, and immediately I start running through like every female in my head. Like of every wrestling promotion ever, who could it possibly be? And before I can even figure it out, it's Alexa Bliss. And I'm just like, I got really? hyped. 
I got hyped because I was just like, it's Liv Morgan. They're doing the Liv Morgan Sister Abigail thing. Yay. And then it's Alexa Bliss. And I was just like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. And they're playing on the idea that Braun has always secretly had a crush on her. And he's always wanted to be with her. And I'm just like, what? What are we what are we really doing here? Like the the stuff that the the, the big and little stuff was cute at the time, but you didn't have like it was sort of implied that maybe they kind of had a thing for each other, but it was more about them being friends, him being the big giant, her being the little, you know, fairy princess or whatever, a pixie princess. I corrected myself. Um, but then to turn it into, I know you've always wanted to be together. I know you've always wanted this. I know you've always wanted, and then he has this look on his face of like, I don't want to say confusion, but conflict maybe like he doesn't believe it, but he wants to believe it. And I'm like, oh, this is dumb. Like, are we really going to eventually go to a place where Braun has unrequited love for Alexa bliss? Cause that would be so, so dumb. So dumb. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the climax of the match was kind of like the. It wasn't dumb, but it was really like you're doing this. Like he kicks, like they're fighting. Bray Wyatt's trying to drown Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, like, comes up, like, he's under the water. Bray Wyatt's just, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. He pops up behind him. Excuse me. They start scrapping a little bit more. And they make their way to the dock. And Braun kicks Bray in. And he's looking through the water for him. He can't find him. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that you get the WWE watermark at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And they keep going. And they keep going for like another five minutes. <laughs> and eventually you get Bray's hand come out. Hits him with the mandible claw. Pulls him into the water. Then it's the water still. There's just like a view of the lily pads. And then all of a sudden the water's turbulent and it's red. Then the fiend comes out, laughs. We go off the air. And if I'm, if, if I'm correct on the wiki page for the, the, for the pay-per-view, it says Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman. Really? Because when I check, hold on. Oh, yeah, before it said no contest, but now it says, okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that, that makes sense. If Bray's the one who came out as the fiend on top, then Bray defeated Braun Strowman. So, yeah. But did he that... drown Braun? Is Braun dead now? I. Uh... Is he in the lake of reincarnation? I don't know. Oh my god. Is he gonna show up on AEW now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As Brian, as Brian Strongman. <laughs> yes. Ah wonderful. So that was the end of the pay-per-view. Mercifully. And thank God it was. So, in, I mean, that means one thing and one thing only, Shades. Yes, sir. We got to start breaking this down. What is your match of the night, sir? 
Um, I'm, I guess it's going to be your match as well. Uh, it's definitely got to be the swamp, white swamp match. No, for sure. <laughs> um, ending aside, it's got to be Sasha Asuka for sure. Agreed. 100% agree. Even though that finish was an abomination, I still, Sasha and Asuka has to be the match of the night without question. Yeah. And now in the wiki page, it says Sasha Banks defeated Asuka. So uh, I don't know what they're doing over there. Well, wiki doesn't know what they're doing either. I wonder what WWE's official. Hold on. Let me see. I want to see what their official website says. It still says current champion is Asuka. But the results for the show, are they up? No. Mm, okay. So now, when it comes to ratings and whatnot, some shows do star ratings like Meltzer. Some people do letter grades like the those, those boys over at Cultaholic. Here at Grabbles Apples, we got topes, baby. You get one tope if you're a disgrace of professional wrestling. Looking at you, TNA Victory Road 2011. And you get five topes if you are exactly what professional wrestling is all about. I'm looking at Dominion from 2018. So, Shades, how many topes would you give the horror show at Extreme Rules 2020? Okay, so as we usually do, we started 2.5. I think mm-hmm. Shinsuke and Cesaro winning brings it up to uh, 2.7 for me. The Bailey finish leaves it at a 2.7. MVP declaring himself United States champion drops Ooh. it down to a 2.5. The Rollins... Rey Mysterio match leaves it at a 2.5. If the match ended better, it would have gotten a, we would have gotten up a little bit more, but Sasha and Asuka leave it at a 2.5. Drew and Dolph leave it at a 2.5. Bray and Braun. Okay. So I think I'm going to settle on a 2.25 for this pay-per-view. Okay. Um, let's see. Starting at 2.5, Cesaro, the tag match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, It was, I don't know. Was it good enough to earn any points? Maybe not. I guess I'll keep it at 2.5. Uh, Bailey and Nikki Cross was fine, 2.5. MVP and Apollo Crews, that's going to drop it to at least a 2, if not a 1.75, because I hate that whole idea. I'll say 2. I'll be generous. I'll leave it at 2. Seth versus Ray, I'll bring that down to a 1.5. Sasha and Asuka brings it back up to a 2 at the, I guess. Um, Drew and Dolph leaves it at 2. Bray and Braun... I don't know. Can I even rank it? I guess I'll leave it at a two. So at the end of the night, I'm, I'm stuck at a two rating. Two topes out of five for the horror show at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Now, 
one half of the Suburban Brothers. <laughs> they were they didn't they were not easy on this. On oh no, show. Me. Oh yeah, both of them actually rated yeah. the entire show a one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're not here, so we couldn't get full explanation of their marks, but uh, <laughs> they felt it was worth a one. So I guess they felt the show was worth a one. I I don't. I think that the wrestling in the show was good enough to. It wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't a, a even show, but it was a below like a below a normal show for me. Um, yeah. Endings to the match were terrible, but other than that, it was it was passable. It, was, it didn't feel exactly. like a chore for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and it helps that they started the show at seven and ended at like nine thirty. Yeah, you know that was nice. But um. I think that's going to wrap up our recap and review of WWE's The Horror Show at Extreme Rules. Not really live, kind of live, not really live. I don't think live at all. Was it live at all? Who knows? It's COVID. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. slash grapples apples. That's grapples, the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? You got Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com. Such grapples of apples. Again, that's grapples on number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible because we need it and we appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, with envy, me to be. That's who I be because, baby, that's who I is. Joined from the not too distant distance, my hetero life mate, man of the hour. Man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your boy, Shades. Don't forget to check out all of our weekly episodes every Saturday morning. So check out this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day is a bad blessing away. Peace. Peace and love. Peace.